assume that you are going to get a loan that's 300 basis points floating on top of the one month LIBOR to come in at 70% of the purchase price and then adjust your purchase price accordingly in order to get the returns that you're seeking. So be cautious is what I'm saying. How great would it be to buy a piece of institutional quality income producing commercial buildings? Well, now you can with Building Bits. It's not a REIT or a fund. Building Bits is a new platform for non-accredited investors where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building lease to a major corporation with a guaranteed long-term lease. You can now invest in the same quality assets, which have previously only been available to institutions and wealthy individuals. Once you choose your building on BuildingBits.com, you can invest as little as $500 and receive your share of the rents while BuildingBits' team of real estate pros handles all the management aspects of the building. For the first time, the big corporations in America can actually start paying you. And when the building is sold in the future, the potential appreciation is redistributed to everyone so you don't just get the rental income, but also share in the upside. Best of all, since these securities are SEC qualified, they are freely tradable immediately. The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants, so don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of their current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-I, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. What to say, Frank Rossler. How you doing, Frank? Very good. How are you, Joe? I am doing well, and welcome back to the show. Best ever listeners, we got a special segment for you. It is all about case studies and most importantly, what we learned from those case studies. So today, Frank is going to be leading the conversation about a deal that we took full cycle. And anytime you take a deal full cycle, you're going to learn some things along the way. So it was a successful deal for us and our investors, but we're not really going to be focused on that as much as the lessons that we learned so that we can help you learn stuff as you go about doing your own deals. And by the way, if you want to learn more about Frank, we won't get into his background and stuff because you've heard that on previous episodes. If you want to learn more about Frank, just go to our website, ashcroftcapital.com or investwithashcroft.com and you'll learn more about Frank. So Frank, let's go ahead and get right into it. What's the deal and why did we like the deal? Okay. So this property was called the Alara. It was located in Houston and it was a smaller complex of 155 units. Why did we like the deal? We like the deal, plain and simple, for two reasons. One, the basis. We were getting this deal at a tremendous cap rate compared to where most multifamily was trading. Most value-add 1980s product in Houston at that time was trading for about a six and a half, and we acquired the Alara for a 7.7 cap rate. So that's a very, very strong basis to go into a, a property at right around 36,000 adores what that translated to. Very low basis. We liked that oil had crashed. We bought this deal in 2016. Oil was down around 40 or so, and it used to be well above 110 a barrel. And so as all of our fathers or uncles have told us, buy low, sell high. And that is indeed what we did with the Alara. I think what we did that was wise is we bought a deal that had a lot of value add at a great cap rate, 
And we also timed the cycle very well. We bought when there was not a lot of confidence in Houston. And when there's not a lot of confidence, there's not a lot of buyers. So you can do well by holding on until confidence returns, buyers are in the market, and therefore cap rates go back down. So that was why we like to deal with the economy in the timing of the cycle. On the flip side of that, with most deals now, I think it could be successfully argued that you're not going to get a great cap rate and the timing of the market, not quite where you just described. So I don't want to get too off track here, but how can you still be successful with really buying during the opposite of great cap rate and timing the market right? It's a great question, Joe. I wouldn't advise anyone to make a business out of trying to time the markets right. No one is a crystal ball. Hedge funds usually don't beat the S&P. There's a lot of PhD students that are focused on this that cannot do that. So I would not recommend that. So short of that, well, just admit, hey, we don't know what the future is going to bring. So let's make sure that we're buying it at a good price right now, that we have a good business plan right now. If things don't change too dramatically, let's focus on the short-term returns. What is our cash on cash most likely going to be in years one and two and three, and not where are we going to sell this deal in five years from now? So I would say focus on the fundamentals of investment. Focus on the fundamentals of multifamily and the actual demographics of this property and that sub-market and what you can do based on your business plan. And if those returns are suitable for what you're seeking, then move forward and then try to buy that property at the lowest price possible. But for timing a market, focus on the fundamentals. Yeah, completely agree. And best of listeners, you can go to multifamilycorrection.com and you can read, I don't want to call it just a blog post because we spent a whole lot more time and research on it than just a blog post, but it basically is a blog post, but it's a very in-depth analysis of why I'm confident multifamily is going to do well after the correction or even during the correction. So multifamilycorrection.com, you can read that analysis. So those were the reasons why we liked the deal. And then how did the business plan unfold? The business plan unfolded not in the way that we thought it would. And I love the story of this deal because there are a lot of learning lessons for listeners. And we had our learning lessons on this deal. This was the second property we had acquired. This property was actually bought at a price below $6 million. So we bought it at a great basis. However, there were two things flying in the face of getting a good loan on this property. One is the submarket. As I just mentioned, oil had crashed and this was Houston. And when that happens, yeah, that's great that there's not a lot of buyers and you get a property at a good price. But so too, lenders are not going to be around or as plentiful as they would have been in an area where there is more confidence. So it's going to be more challenging for you to get a good loan on this property. So if you're underwriting for a certain debt in a stable market, and then you go look at a property in a very unstable economy, be prepared to have higher interest rates, lower loan to values. I don't want to say predatory lending but you're not going to be with the who's who of the debt market. So be very, very cautious. Secondly, in any market, under 10 million bucks, getting a loan and really under 6 million, 5 million on purchase price, 
there's also not a lot of reputable lenders in that world either. So like I said, in a good market, if you need a loan for 4 million bucks or so, you're not going to attract the most reputable, stable lenders who are going to have the best spread. You're going to attract lenders who are trying to grow their company and they don't want to make mistakes. And they're dealing with maybe smaller buyers with not as good of a track record. And if they're dealing with those buyers, in turn, they're going to want to mitigate risk by charging higher interest rates to those buyers. So we had two things going against us for debt. One was the economy itself was very unstable because of oil. And two, this is just a small property. So we weren't going to get the best lenders. And that was a real challenge for us and one that we didn't anticipate things being such a challenge. I could talk for an hour about it, but we had lenders that gave us an offer. We accepted, we put a deposit down. And then the next week, those lenders pulled out of the deal. It was very, very chaotic and very stressful. At the end of the day, we did partner with a good group, but we got lucky to partner with that good group because there were not a lot of other options out there. So we learned that lesson on debt. I would say also, this was our second deal and we knew the submarket was very challenging. We knew that there were properties around us that had renovated and performed the way that we need this property to perform. But I guess if I could speculate, I think we could have done a better job with our lease audit, our unit walk, and really getting to know the extent of the demographic around us. I think we walked into something saying, okay, we have a lot of non-paying residents, but we weren't aware of the extent of, honestly, the criminal element at this property, and then dealing with paying more for security to come to this property. We weren't aware that the police did not like coming to this property. And so when you had a problem, they would not show up and it gets worse. Uh, so I think we could have done better homework, making sure that we knew what we were getting into with the demographics. And what I liked about it is we learned this lesson on a very small deal to not be so naive and foolish and think, okay, well, it's heavy lifting and we can do it, but not to know really what that involves. And what it involved was us flying down to Houston very frequently and spending weeks on end with the property managers, making sure that they have the support that they need, that we're running this property properly, that we're getting good residents in there and not just recycling bad with bad. So it involved a lot more effort and time than what we thought we were going to give to this property. And it made us be more cautious on future deals. Now we do all this research. We pull crime reports on every property and we see all of the major crimes that have happened, any felonies that have happened. How often are the police being called to this property? We look at that and we pay attention to that. And we could have done a better job of that in the beginning of this property. What went on to make this project a success was, A, as I said, we did a fantastic job on the buy. In real estate, sometimes you make all your money on the purchase. Well, we did a good job there. But two... The property would not have performed if we wouldn't have broken our back to work with our property management company as diligent asset managers. Our investors trust us, and that matters a lot. My sister was invested in this, among many other investors, and we do what we say we're going to do. And if that requires more time and effort for us, then so be it. And we were able to reposition this property. We took it all the way down to about 77% occupancy. 
And by the time we sold, about a year before then, we were back up to 93% occupancy. Our bad debt was sub 2% on this property. And collections were very, very strong. Expenses were stabilized. And we wound up selling it to a group that was looking for a stable property. So in time, we got there. It just took more work than what we thought. And you didn't even mention the two hurricanes and one fire. <laughs> that is correct. Which, I didn't which, even mention that. which probably aren't, aren't necessarily lessons learned, but it just adds to it. We had two hurricanes come through. One was Hurricane Harvey, and I forget what the one before that was. And we had one fire that burned down one of our buildings. Fortunately, no one was injured on any of that that I'm aware of, right? We had no, no injuries. Nope, no, no, no yeah. one's injured. Yeah, no injuries there. But we had the property for, what was it, two and a half years? Yes. Yeah, two and a half years. So in two and a half years, we had two hurricanes, one fire, plus the lessons learned that Frank mentioned. And something that's interesting to me is our largest investor invested in this deal, and it was the first time he had invested with us. First time. And he went into this deal and then he saw how we approach things and how much attention we were putting towards it. And then ultimately seeing the results that we were getting, then he invested in another and then another. And then he reached out to us and said, hey, I'd like to be the only limited partner with you all. And we have since partnered with him on three deals where he is the only LP and as of yesterday, he just offered to be a reference to another group that is looking to invest with us and be the only LP on the deal. So bring in significant equity to our deals. And it all starts with 155 units in a very challenging area, during buying it during a very challenging time and rolling up your sleeve and getting after it. So thanks for sharing those lessons. And anything on the loan front that as a listener, if they're hearing, okay, if I have a property under $10 million, it's going to be tough to get some reputable lenders. Any tip you'd have for them when they do find themselves buying a property under $10 million in order to get a reputable lender? I would say underwrite accordingly. So if you're at under $10 million, make sure you're not buying at a 4.8 cap and assuming that you're going to get some loan that's at 3.8% interest, assume that you are going to get a loan that's 300 basis points floating on top of the one-month LIBOR to come in at 70% of the purchase price, and then adjust your purchase price accordingly in order to get the returns that you're seeking. So be cautious is what I'm saying. I also don't want our listeners to think that there are no lenders there. There certainly are, and it's how many of us get our start. It's from buying smaller deals and growing into larger deals. So it's not to be avoided. It's just meant to be used with caution. Anything else we haven't discussed that you think we should about Alara? Just that we were able to sell this property at a 22 IRR. We increased the value from purchase price to sale price by 61%. We returned our investors over a 1.6 equity multiple and under three years. And it was a very satisfying project at the end of the day because it showed us what type of owners we were. And when the tough got going, we got going. Oh, I love how you ended that. You really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially it also showed us what type of deals we like to do more than others. And this is the type of deal that we don't like to do as much as other deals. We prefer larger deals. 
and we prefer submarkets that are stronger. And consequently, our investments after that have been in stronger submarkets. And this is the smallest deal we've ever done. And now it's significantly smaller than all the deals we do. So Frank, thanks a lot for being on the show. And best ever listeners, if you want to learn more about us, then go to investwithashcroft.com or ashcroftcapital.com, either one. Looking forward to more case study conversations. Frank, thanks a lot for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you again soon. Likewise. Thank you. Wouldn't it be nice to buy a piece of institutional quality income producing commercial real estate buildings for as little as $500? Now you can with Building Bits. Building Bits is a new platform where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building leased to a major corporation with a guaranteed long-term lease. The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available only for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants, so don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of the current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-I, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.